Welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. Uh, it is episode 421 of the podcast. Yes, yes, a little about the urban achievers and proud we are of all of that. This is the first episode in which we will be presenting a new format, which will hopefully uh, help me in, in just the slightest bit not go insane and snap. Okay. So, so, so the new format is a two-act show. Act one will be a short intro, which we are doing now, where we'll just maybe talk about one thing that, that, that is on our mind. Or, or in the news, like in, in this bit, we're talking about the new format. And then we go into uh, Steve Stubbs of the Week and Bunny Versus. And then there is a break. And then Act 2 is our discussion of the movie and Family Ties and Dino De Laurentiis. And I worked in Tipper Gore into this as well. Nice. I, I have a feeling that Tipper Gore may have written this week's movie, the 1986 film Trick or Treat, also known as Ragman and Death at 66 MPH or whatever. There, there's three titles to it. Yeah. I went and found myself a copy of it. Instead of downloading it on our shared cough cough, I, I went and found a copy, and it was interesting because it's the exact same movie except the title of this one was just Ragman, and it freaked me out for a second. Yeah. I thought I had gotten a different film, but what a horrible name. I mean, I guess I can understand it if you're releasing this film in countries where there's not trick-or-treating. Yeah. And there's also the fact that there's only one trick-or-treater in the whole friggin' movie! <laughs> the point um this week there are, we're doing... there are quite a quite a, a quite a few problems yeah with this movie yeah so uh this week we are discussing the 1986 film trick-or-treat aka ragman i don't like that because that sounds like that sounds like one of aerosmith's blues songs yeah I don't like the name Ragman because it sounds like, oh, this is a 10-minute Dave Matthews Band song. For a heavy metal, heavy metal horror fantasy movie, surprisingly very little music. Yeah, yeah. And then the music of the person, I, I wrote his name down, but I'm just going to call him Stacy Jacks. Yes. Uh, the guy who played Stacy Jacks in this, uh, he was actually, he does a really good job of looking like an 80s heavy metal rocker, but he, he, was, a, uh, he was a dancer in real life. Yeah. He danced in like Michael Jackson's beat it video and like all of these other videos and he died of AIDS in the 90s so it's very sad that's funny because I was thinking like he looks like Thug 3 yeah <laughs> yeah 
That's that's exactly it. Uh, so, so yeah. So so this is going to be a shorter episode, and and that's going to be good. Just one break. So I'm going to make the most of it. Uh, fun fact: Michael Douglas's biography was called "The Ragman's Son." Really? And it is not a sequel to Trick or Treat. That's a shame. I'm assuming that that's why that other movie called Trick or Treat came out, but the title is literally Trick apostrophe R Treat. Yes. I understand why they called it. I don't like the name Ragman, but... Trick or Treat's a generic-ass name for a film that isn't really in any way tied to Halloween. No. But whatever. So, okay. okay. So, act one. Let's get to it. Party! Yes! So I have the AMC A-list. And what that is is a monthly subscription service wherein for $19.95 a month, it's a little bit more in, in actual places where people live. I live in a very small town, so it's nineteen ninety five for me. I get up to three movies a week for free, depending on your definition of free. Yes. But anyway, from December 2018 to March of 2020, I watched a whopping 177 movie showings in a 66-week period of time. I say movie showings because I saw, like, Cats four times. I yeah. saw Captain Marvel, like, six. I, it, I may have lost track of how many times I saw Knives Out. But anyway. It, and then those are just movies I saw at AMC. So that's not including all the movies I saw at the drive-in. But anyway. Uh, I was on a real theatrical roll, and then the pandemic screwed all of that up, but now theaters are back, and so am I, so get ready for some up-to-date movie reviews with Steve Stubbs of the Week! Ta-da! Ta-da-da-da! This week's installment of Steve Stubbs represents my 17th week back in theaters, and in that time, I've now seen 30 movies. Three zero, that's how you say 30 in sign language. Three zero, 30. Uh, this week, I saw two movies. One of them, one of them's a twist. There's a twist coming. Or, as, as I like to call it, a Shyamalan. Get ready for a Shyamalan in this week's installment of Steve Stubbs, okay? Okay. Okay, so this week I saw the following movies. Halloween Kills and The Last Duel. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, so it was a good week. Well, first, let's discuss the movie that was not chosen as my Halloween, as, as my uh, movie pick of the week. Halloween Kills. I took this one seriously. So what I did was, uh, and I mentioned this last week, but I never took the Halloween movie series that seriously. It, you know, Halloween, great. Halloween 2, a little bit less great. Halloween 3, great in its own right. That, has, that is in no way related to any of the other movies. Right. The rest are shit. 
and I never saw the new ones. I saw the uh, Rob Zombie one and then cried and then uh, blocked it out of my memory. Yes. So did you hear in the new Monsters reboot being directed by Rob Zombie, you're not going to believe who's starring in it. Oh, Sherry Moon, of course. Sherry Moon Zombie. What? How did he manage to nab her for this film? Because it, she, she's such a great actress that she's in so many other non-Rob Zombie films. Yes. Because she's such an incredible freaking thespian. Yes. So, so I, I never cared too much about the Halloween movies beyond the, the first three films. And then I saw somewhere online a chart of the timeline of the Halloween movie franchise. And it's really insane because, like, here's Halloween 1, here's Halloween 2. And there's a direct line between Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Way over here is Halloween 3. You're not supposed to pay attention to that. And Halloween 2 goes on the line directly to Halloween 4, 5, 6. And then straying from Halloween 2 is a sub-tangent uh, where here's... Uh, it's Halloween 7 and Halloween 8. And then way down here is Rob Zombie's Halloween and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And then straying from the original Halloween is 2018's Halloween. And so it, it seems so bizarre and convoluted that I said, I'm going to put this in a folder and I'm going to save this chart. And then I'm going to download every Halloween film. Uh, okay. be because I really wanted to wrap my head around all of this. And then right before Halloween Kills came out, I saw someone on Twitter and he said, oh, hey, I've been thinking about uh, horror movie timelines. Which one do you think is the best? And I immediately put, oh, my goodness, if we're talking about timelines, wrap your brain around this piece of crap. And I posted the chart that I found somewhere. Yeah. And that was... That was nine days ago, and people are still liking it and white mansplaining how it's wrong to me. Okay. And it's really pissing me off because it's like, hey, someone um, commented about something on my Twitter. Let me check. It's just a fucking... Okay, I get it. You like five. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, you're going to explain to me why people didn't understand Rob Zombie's Halloweens? I don't give a shit. So I was really pissed off at the Halloween franchise for a while, and I was going to not see Halloween Kills. Well, that made you that made you angry at the franchise. Yes, it did. Okay, it did. The fanboys made me pissed off at the franchise. It hasn't happened. This this is the first time this has ever happened. Shut up, Star Wars. So, uh, so I said on the day I I got a ticket for Halloween Kills, and I said, okay, I'm gonna watch this. And I'm going to take it seriously because the day I was going to watch it was Monday and my kids had off of school. Yeah. So I said, what am I going to do on Monday? The kids would be playing games, playing with each other, running around, playing in the porch, playing in the front yard, playing in the backyard. What am I going to do? I had an all-day Halloween marathon. Okay. I watched the original Halloween. I will, and then right after that, I watched Halloween 2. And let me tell you something about Halloween 2. Great acting from Jamie Lee Curtis's wig. Yes. 
horrible acting from everyone else. I was really impressed to see the last Starfighter in it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, the last Starfighter is in this? Oh, well, he's going to be the hero. And he's knocked out. Great. Okay. That was a mislead. And why is every hospital dark as fuck? Yeah, right? God damn it. Someone needs to do a realistic fucking hospital in a goddamn horror movie. It's this 10-story hospital. Only eight people work there, and there's no fucking lighting. I call bullshit. And especially so, since hospitals typically are brighter than the fucking sun. Brighter than the surface of the sun itself. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. And there's always noise. There's always all of these doctors and nurses and patients. And even if there's not that noise, there's the noise of the goddamn neon lights that are constantly buzzing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a constant source of noise. So, uh, so I watched Halloween, and then I watched Halloween 2, and then I watched Halloween 3, which I hadn't watched for a while. Did we do it? No, we have not. I, I haven't watched it. Christ, I might not have watched it since it came out. I was shocked by that. I swore to fucking God we had done that. And I checked all of SoundCloud and YouTube, and I was shocked to see we didn't do that movie. I was shocked. So, so I saw Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, and 2018's Halloween. Yeah. Which I loved. That was great. 2018's Halloween? I think I completely missed that. It was wonderful, and I absolutely loved it. It was It's a direct sequel to Halloween, and you don't have to watch all of the shit about uh, a cult and uh, ancient evil and yada, 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 and Busta Rhymes is in one of them, and, oh, we're, we're streaming inside of Michael Myers' home. What? He's here? He's killing us? No, you can just... Watch the first Halloween, which is fucking great, and then go straight to 2018's Halloween. And uh, it, I really liked it. it it's yeah. really good. So I was really psyched to watch the second film, Halloween Kills. So I went to the theater, and I was all hyped up, and I was all excited, and I'm like, yes, Halloween Kills. Okay. Halloween Kills was sequeled to death. It, it, it... Halloween Kills has trilogy-itis. Okay. Let me explain trilogy-itis. Hey, we, we want to do a whole franchise of Pirates of the Caribbean movies. We think this could be a popular franchise that could go on forever. We can start with a trilogy, but you know what? Let's just do one movie. It'll be standalone, just one standalone film. And if that's successful, then yeah, we can do a second one and a third one. And that's basically what happened with the new Halloween trilogy. There was Halloween in 2018. In 2021, there came Halloween Kills, which is the movie I saw this week. It 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 picks up right where the last one uh, left off. 
I was hoping that they would kind of ride that because the first film took place in 2018. And I would have liked 2021's Halloween Kills, which took place after 2018, to be like, oh, man, I can't believe Michael Myers is still at large. We should stop him. But first, maybe we should just touch everyone's faces and then spit in each other's mouths because it's 2018. You know what I hate about Michael Myers? He's wearing a mask. One thing I'll never do is wear a face mask. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen to have them to had some have some fun with it. You know what movie <coughs> I love? The Dark Knight Rises. Man, uh, uh, that director will never make a bad movie. Maybe he can make one where things go. Time goes in reverse, and everyone's singing like Gangnam Style. <laughs> I would have liked that. But the problem is, is that the 2018 Halloween was a success. So now they, they are working on, at the same time, they filmed Halloween Kills, and then the sequel, which is coming out next year, which is called Halloween Dies. And so Halloween Kills is fine, but it is in no way a standalone film. It picks up exactly where part one leaves off, and does nothing but set up the third film. And then there's the cop, and the cop's like, I could have stopped Michael Myers in 1978, and I didn't, and I need to be the one that kills him. Okay, bye. See you in the third one. And then, uh, like, uh, Laurie Strode, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I'm in the hospital. I've been injured. But Michael Myers is coming, and I've got a knife, and I'm going to be ready for him. He's not going to come. That's for the third film. Bye! <laughs> and, and it's like, why am I seeing this film if all you're doing is fucking cock-teasing for a third film in a trilogy? Yeah. It, it, it was a disappointment, and, and I was a bit let down. There still were some funny parts. So uh, the, I okay, was, wait, 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 wait. So the 2018 movie was what happened in 1978? No, no. Uh, The 2018 Halloween is a direct sequel to 1978's Halloween, which takes place in 2018. Oh, okay. And one part that really confused me is that everyone said, this is a direct sequel to the original. This is a direct sequel to the original Halloween. This is a direct sequel to 1978's Halloween. You don't even need to pay attention to any of the other films. And then, like, oh, these kids are, are like, oh, you want us to hide? Oh, we're not going to hide. We're, like, 13 years old. We're pieces of shit. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Screw you, adult. And they're wearing the Halloween 3 masks, and it's like, okay, but... If you're saying this is a direct sequel I, to the first Halloween, that does throw me off. And then there's a scene in Halloween Kills where they show for about five seconds a scene from Halloween 2. Okay. And it's like, wait a second. You just showed me the masks from Halloween 3, and you just showed me a clip from Halloween 2. You lying sacks of shit. Is Buster Rhymes gonna show up in this fucking movie? <laughs> it, pissed me off. it pissed me off. 
it pissed me off a little bit. It pissed me off a little bit. So uh, it was a good film, and I'm and I will love it when the third movie comes out. Okay. And according to uh, Wikipedia, the third film, Halloween Dies or Halloween Ends, I think it's called Halloween Dies. That movie will be coming out next year. And it will be set in 2021. So not only will the people in that film be dealing with the, the deaths that happened in 2018, but they'll also be dealing with the pandemic and the coronavirus and the lockdowns. So that would be really exciting to have Michael Myers just be like, have his knife and then be like, wait, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Gotta, gotta be, can't be too careful, huh? Uh-huh. Careful. And then he finds a way to, like, stab people six feet away. Like, maybe he has this knife on a stick. Yeah. And he's just stabbing from afar. That maybe he could be good 3D. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Maybe he can, like, throw knives. You know, like a, like a carnival guy. Yeah. Just throwing knives. I'm really disappointed. Let me tell you why I'm disappointed. Right before we started recording, I saw that the drive-in... That's only about 40 minutes away, 30 minutes away in Oklahoma City. Last year, oh, they showed the best double feature on the weekend before Halloween. They showed the original Nightmare on Elm Street and the original Friday the 13th. And my wife and I went to that, and it was a date night. And we had the, a fucking blast. And they just announced what they're showing this weekend right before Halloween. And it's the original Halloween. And Halloween kills. Yeah. And it's like, number one, I'm already fucking Halloweened out. Number two, you're showing movies one and three, basically. Yeah. If Halloween from 2018 is a sequel, then Halloween Kills is technically number three, and the third film in the trilogy will be film four. It's all fucking convoluted. But anyway, yeah. Halloween Kills, it's a fine film. There are some really good deaths in it. I'm surprised that one of two of the main characters were... Anthony Michael Hall and one of the guys from Mad TV. Okay. That really weirded me out. Not but Marvin. I think it was the guy who played Stuart. Yeah? Yeah. Oh my god. And he was in it and he was gay and his character was great. And Anthony <laughs> you Michael. You could have just said he was in it. <laughs> I, I was just really surprised that, that a guy from Mad TV had a massive amount of screen time in yeah. one of the Halloween movies. But, yeah, there you go. So so Halloween Kills. It'll be a great film once all of the movies are out. Until then, eh. So that's Halloween Kills. And finally, the Steve Stubbs pick of the week is The Last Duel. The Last <laughs> Duel. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I'm getting a little confused because it seems like there are currently like two Matt Damon movies or something like that that are out that both suck. I don't know about the other one, but the last Matt Damon movie I remember is Downsized, and that was fucking weird. Yeah. That was a weird-ass movie, Downsized. Where everyone shrinks. Okay, so I wasn't excited to see the last duel because, like, oh, 
It, you know, I'm going to the movies, and I, I tell my wife and kids, oh, "Hey, honey, I'm going to the movies." Oh, really? Okay, have a good have a good night. What movie are you watching? Oh, I'm going to watch a two hour and forty minute medieval rape drama. Okay. Oh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a uh, nonstop laugh a minute thrill fest. I'm sure this film is going to be funny, hilarious, a, a real, a real, you know, real, a wonderful film. So I wasn't excited to go see the film. It, it, it is, it is safe to say I wasn't excited to go see this movie, and and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go see the last duel. I, I didn't want to go see the movie. But I've never seen an episode of The Sopranos, and I haven't seen any of the new James Bond movies. So it's like, I guess I'm going to see the medieval rape drama. And I, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to be okay, whatever. So I go to the movies, and once I get to the, uh, to the front of the theater, they have a, a big thing right in the front that shows all of the movies that they're showing in the time I noticed that the last duel isn't on there and that worries okay. me so I get on my AMC theaters app and I'm like wait a second let me see my ticket oh yeah this is the right theater at the right time okay I guess I'll ask the ticket lady and, and I go up to her and I go hey are you showing the last duel because I have a ticket and she's like yes the manager has been waiting for you we okay. had to we had to pull the movie at the last minute but here is a free ticket to go see a movie at a later date and also while you're here feel free to just go in and watch whatever movie you want okay uh we've got uh the sopranos movie we've oh. got the new james bond We've got uh, 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 Dune just started. And, yeah. and I thought, like, huh, maybe I could go watch the new Dune movie. But then I realized I need to be ready for the new Dune movie. First off, yeah. I wasn't high. True. And I need to be high if I'm going to see the new Dune movie. Secondly, if I'm going, if I saw Halloween Kills and I had a four Halloween movie marathon, I need to see Kyle MacLachlan before I go see the new fucking Dune movie. Yes. So I wasn't prepared to see the new freaking Dune movie. So I went to see the new kids movie, Ron's Gone Wrong! <laughs> and it might be because I was prepared to groan my way through a two-and-a-half-hour medieval rape Oscar bait film. But Ron's Gone Wrong was fucking great. Okay. It's a movie about being a social outcast and how Facebook is fucking evil. Okay. Because there's this Google-like company, and, um, you know, they have all these different apps. It's like if Google and Apple were, were one entity, and so they have... All this really popular online uh, place where you can share things about yourself and your likes and dislikes and you can post things and you can live stream and so it's so popular with young people 
that they release a robot called a B-Bot that automatically connects to the company's cloud and knows everything about you and is designed to be your 100% best friend and can change its look and, and can it, it has all of these safety features. And so this poor kid wants to buy one. His parents can't afford it. Uh, so he ends up buying one that fell out of a truck. He buys... He buys one, he buys a broken one on the cheap in an alleyway, and so he gives it to his son, and the robot wakes up, but the, the main gist of it is, the main gist of it is, number one, the robot's broken, and number two, because he didn't buy it from an official like an Apple store or whatever the fuck, it's not connected to the cloud, so it doesn't know anything about him. It doesn't know how to be a friend. It doesn't have safety features. It actually beats up a kid. Okay. And so the it, so it, it's really cute and it's really funny. The Facebook stuff comes from there are two people in charge of the company. There's the young guy who wears sweaters whose name is Mark. And it's like, hey, we just want everyone to have a friend. And we just want to make the world a better place. And then there's the money guy who is actually just using the B-Bots to spy on kids so that he can then sell the kids data because all the robot is to him is data mining and selling all of these kids' personal information. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a cute kids movie. And also, fuck Amazon, Google... Facebook, and that's a message I can get behind. Yeah. So it was a really good movie, and it was really funny, and I can't wait for it to come out it, it, as a digital download so I can show the kids, because they'll absolutely love it. Wonderful freaking film, and I can't uh, recommend it enough. So next week, I'm really excited. I will be seeing Dune, yes, and also with my free ticket, I will be taking Mao to a late-night showing of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, because I need someone to talk to about that. Okay. So, I might even try and see a third film. Wes Anderson's new movie did just come out, but it's like an hour drive away. Yeah. And I'm debating maybe seeing three movies next week and trying to go see the new Wes Anderson film, but I just don't know. You know? Yeah. I just don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that's uh, my pick of the week. Not the last duel, but Ron's Gone Wrong. That was a Shyamalan. It was a twist ending. Ron's Gone Wrong is adorable, and I highly recommend it. And even as an adult, uh, there were some parts in that movie that I legitimately laughed out loud during. It was a very good movie, and I really liked it. So join us next week for some more up-to-date movie reviews with Steve Stubbs of the Week. And cut on that. Buddy. You gonna throw up? No, I was doing my dramatic... Here, I'll do it again. Bunny. Yes. Are you ready for another exciting pulse-pounding uh, 
testicle squeezing installment of everyone's favorite podcast segment, Bunny Versus. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you hyped up? Are you ready to take that hill? Are you ready, Bunny? I am. I am ready. All right then. Without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus, and now here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny. Uh, is there anything much to say? I mean, I have. I have some. I have it, something to say. Things are worse. We're just not talking about it anymore. That's yeah. how it is. The great yeah. infrastructure bill is pretty much dead. Yeah. Because the Democrats couldn't get it past the Democrats. Yeah, which is total fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hooray. Hooray. Hooray for that. Uh, uh, I, I, I released my Dabney commemorative plate to the yawns of millions. I saw that. I thought that was good. I like it, you fucks. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. It's also one of those details that nobody's ever going to see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ever. I can never see when I'm going to take a top-down shot where you're actually going to see the picture in the ashtray. Yeah. For the first, like, year and a half or maybe two years of my YouTube channel, I worked so hard on my background. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to move this thing from here over here, and I'm going to move this thing over here. Let's see if anyone notices. And it's like I quickly learned no one gives a crap about my fucking background. Yeah. At all. These are just details that I'm obsessing over. So I think I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So, uh, what else was there? Was there something else? No. How are you doing? What's going on there? Uh, well, let me tell uh, well, let me tell you what's happening. I'm starting a dogfighting league. Okay. A dogfighting federation. Uh, so I was thinking about dogfighting this week. And, uh, people hate it. Yeah. I did some focus testing, and people said... They hate dogfighting. So we did a lot of research to try and figure out why. And the reason why people hate dogfighting is because dogs get hurt. So my well, dogfighting... Well, well it's, it, they also get hurt. They get hurt. But they're also forced into dogfighting. The dog does not have a choice. Yes. But... Uh, I'm changing all of that. I, 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 I think I'm already vibing where you're going. Go ahead. Pro dog fighting. Yeah. It's professional wrestling for dogs. So we have a dog come out 
you know, in a speedo. Yeah. Maybe boots. So it'll be funny. They'll be walking that weird way that dogs do when they have shoes on. And, you know, pyrotechnics, but not too many because the dogs will get scared. And then we do dog fighting, but we teach dogs how to sell the move. So a dog right. goes, and pretends to bite into the other dog, and the other dog goes, Oh, I have been bitten. Yes. Oh, no. Woof. You know? Oh, no, Fido's coming in with a steel chair in its mouth. Now the other dog is tugging at it. Now they're running around in a circle. Now they're licking each other's assholes. You know? Professional dog fighting. And then yeah. we can have a Ric Flair dog. And I was really proud of this. His, his catchphrase will be, Woof! That'll be his catchphrase. Yeah. So, really excited about this. I'm already trying to line up some potential investors. Professional dog fighting. This is going to sweep the nation. Yeah. Sweep the nation. Uh, also, see, I, 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 I would something else uh, similar that I would like to see, you know, is definitely cockfighting, but like use real cocks. That is that is also a very, you know what? Here's the thing, cockfighting, but instead of using like chickens, roosters, whatever the hell, we use people that are real cocks. Like Gene Simmons can be a cockfighter. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and he's fighting Alex Jones. No, I'm thinking actual penises, and we put penises into different little costumes, and then we make them fight. Okay. Yeah, that's that's also a good idea. That can be a that can be a, a like a offshoot of my One professional. Can be dressed doctor. up as Batman. You know. Yeah. You can uh, have a Wonder Woman cock. The sky is the limit. Triple H, Hunter Hard Hemsley. Yes. That's a good one. Trying to quickly think of some... Uh, <laughs> Penis-related wrestling. wrestling. So that's a... That's a thing. Yeah. It's difficult to make professional wrestling um, more homoerotic than it already yeah. is, but there's possibilities there. Also, I've been suffering extreme severe depression, but before I get to that, did you know how it, it, the small but dedicated base of hardcore Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade fans are out there? Okay. I did not. I thought I was the only one who was super obsessed with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but yeah. no. I, I did a video this week uh, on my kids' YouTube channel where we I read a book about the history of the Macy's Parade, and I wanted to use all of these clips and all of this history about the Macy's Parade, but I had a hard time tracking them down. I found a Wikipedia created by hardcore Macy's Parade enthusiasts that have a list of every single solitary group that has been in a Macy's Parade. Here's 1992. 
here is the list. First, there's this uh, high school's marching band. Then this singer on this float by this company. Then this balloon. And it, it was such a huge help. Such a massive help. I didn't realize that there were people that took it that seriously, as seriously as I do it round about every Thanksgiving. Yes. And, I've, and so I've been looking for actual parades, and you won't believe the ones that I found. On YouTube, I have found the 2016 parade, 2011, 2005, 1995, 1990, 1984, 1980, and 1976. And on archive.org, I found what I believe to be the long, the, the earliest full-length Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade telecast, which is from 1959. Really? Yeah. So this is my new thing, is that I'm going to be doing this uh, for the next couple of weeks uh, leading up to Thanksgiving is that if I'm ever bored and I don't know what to watch, maybe I should watch something on YouTube. Maybe I should watch a movie. Fuck it. I'm going to get high and watch a Macy's parade. <laughs> Some of them have commercials. Most of them do not. But, yeah, it's just the parade. And it's really interesting. I started watching uh, 1992's parade, and it's so weird to be like, to be like, here's a sweeping shot of New York. Make sure we get that World Trade Center in there. Yeah. Man, love that World Trade Center. That will never go away. What's more New York than the Twin Towers? That will always be there. So, so yeah, I, I, I got a bunch of Macy's parades. I'm really cool. excited. Really and that was me. a damn good episode. Uh, I, I was the first person to single out Cheech's performance at the Macy's Parade and put it on YouTube. Really? No one else had done it. If you search uh, Cheech Marin Macy's Parade, my video is the only one that'll pop up. The only other videos that'll pop up is in 1992, he did release a kid's album. Yeah. And so he performed the opening song to his kid's album, which I believe was his attempt at a backdoor pilot. Okay. Because like, oh, hey, I'm Cheech, and now I'm a school bus driver driving kids, getting into adventures. Maybe this could be live action or maybe animated, maybe a weekly TV series, PBS, or maybe some sort of Nickelodeon show. Give me a call, I think is what that was. Yeah. But, but no one ever took him up on it. But, but yeah, no one had ever singled that out. It took a lot of hard work to find Cheech's performance at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Really proud of how all of that turned out. Good. Uh, also, I've uh, uh, talking about my depression. This is the best way that. I feel like this is the best way that I can describe it. Uh, I'm bipolar. I have bipolar disorder. But up until, but throughout most of my life, my 20s and 30s, it was a thing to the side. 
Yeah. That like, hey, I'm a dad, and I'm also a storyteller, and I'm also uh, all of these things. Oh yeah, I also have bipolar disorder. I also have post-traumatic stress disorder. But primarily, I'm a hard worker at the bookstore, and I'm a storyteller, and I'm a dad, and I'm a husband. And, and the way I always explained bipolar was there's the outer bipolar and there's the inner bipolar. And the outer bipolar are those people like one or possibly both of my brothers-in-law where they're kind of, they can be a danger to other people. Yeah. And they have manic episodes and they go, they get angry and maybe violent and the police are called. And I have that, but it's all inside of me where I just hate myself 24-7. Yeah. And that's always just been something that I've, you know, that I've dealt with every day. But as far as I can tell, the older I get, the more severe my bipolar becomes. And my depressive episodes are getting stronger and longer, and it's been a really dark week for me, a really dark month for me. And I'm trying to bounce back from that, and I'm trying to be more positive, and I'm trying to do things that will help me get better. And one of the things that will help is just having a shorter, more simpler uh, format for the podcast. I love Shap, but but I like Maxwell. And like Mal, when it comes to shafts, I dive head first into fucking rabbit holes. Yeah. And shafts become something that I spend five or six hardcore days on researching and working on and writing and rewording and doing all of these things while also preparing for the one after that and maybe the one after that and looking for more. I have a file on my computer of like 18 different shafts, and each one will take so much work. And I, the next one I was going to do, I was going to have to download German kids' books. And, and it's like, I love them, but I need to not do them for a while. Well, also- sure. So, so, you know, we have some bits that are not all the time, like wrestling yeah. news or... New smatterings. We yeah. have bits that are just occasional bits. Yeah. So when you feel like when you feel like going head deep into a big pile of shap, you okay. you can do that. And yeah. It'll be a special thing. It'll be a, a very a very special episode. A very of the Pope special on film podcast of the Pope on film. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm going for. We have a psychic bond, Sheridan. So yeah, so that's all I've got. How are you doing, Bunny? I'm okay. I can't think of anything at all that happened this week. Cool. Well, we can take a break and talk about this week's movie. <laughs> I can't think of anything interesting going on. I can't think of anything I'm particularly looking forward to. I'm not uh, nearly I, as excited as, uh, for the Eternals. I, I I just am not that interested. 
and Shang Chi was a great movie, and so I I think Shang Chi is such a good movie. It's fun. It's like when you used to go see Marvel movies, you know, yeah. like like back in the day when they were all just fun, and you know, like seeing Captain the first Captain America movie for the first time, or the Avengers, or you know, like it's so much fun. And I feel that the Eternals are just like. Oh, back up, everyone. This is a prestige one. And it's like, I don't yeah. want these really super massively important Marvel movies. I just want something that's fun and dumb that, that I'll enjoy and eat popcorn like crazy during. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand what you're coming from. I, I'm going to watch The Eternals, and I'm going to like it, but, like, eh. And I'm I'm getting tired of all the Spider-Man news. You know, like I'm getting burnt out on the movie before the movie fucking comes out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, movie hasn't even come out yet. It's ridiculous. There's a I lot. Mean, I'm just like I I was more excited about it. And now I'm just kind of like, you know, okay. There's going to be a lot yeah. of Spider-Mans. It, it's yeah. sounding like a confused mess. Only because people can't keep their fucking mouth shut. Because chances are good, half the shit you're saying isn't going to actually fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, but with, with I, all the theories and bullshit going around, fucking movie sounds like a hot goddamn mess. Yeah. It's, and then it's going to be goddamn spoilers every which way but loose. Yeah. You know? There's just going to be spoilers coming at you in all goddamn directions. But if there are enough spoilers, a philosophical question. If there are a multitude of spoilers... And a good portion of those spoilers are not true. Uh huh. Are there any actual spoilers anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Ah, uh, spoiler for the new Spider Man movie. He shoots webs. I've heard that. Yeah, that's a Pope on Film exclusive. There will be webs. Yeah. 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 Big deal. Big, big deal. So then, let's get to our movie. What do you think? Uh, I think that, hey, Bunny, want to become famous? Buy followers and viewers on TotalBullshit.com. Okay. Thank you, Dark Righty O underscore O. We're we're totally gonna do that. Oh if yeah. One okay. thing, because I see what you're talking about. If there's one thing that we've always been about here at the Pope on Film, it's a massive amount of followers and viewers. Yeah. That's what we're known for. Yeah. It, so it, yeah. Exactly. Thanks, and, thanks and, for chiming in on Twitch there. And, and buying followers, like, wow, what a revolutionary concept. 
Wow, I've never seen anyone else do that before. Have not, have not, have not heard of this. This is this is a complete revelation to me, even <clears throat> though a former president has done it. I am shocked and chagrined, mortified and stupefied by this incredible news. Yes. This is even bigger news than our exclusive that in the next Spider-Man film, there will be webs. There will be webs. Yeah, that that's a spoiler. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking we may need to take a break and look into this whole buying followers thing. You know what? Yeah, we still need to talk about a movie. So yes, uh, taking a break, I concur with that. Good, sir. Uh, so do you wanna do you wanna wrap this up though this segment yes. in in the usual way? Yes, I do. So you know, always along with buying followers, people ask me, "Bunny, what do you really think?" What do you really, really think of self-adhesive tape? Yeah, and you know what I always say. Self-adhesive tape? Yes, please. I love that so much. And cut on that. I'd like for you to pull my red along on this that I haven't actually gotten to make a full backing track for. It's called Insect Cities. And it's about uh, someone taking their clothes off in a park and then peeling off their skin. Cool. <laughs> anyway, okay, you guys are the redhead this. zombie crowd. You can, you can handle that. Oh, yeah. Or some of you are. Some of you may not be. I can't see. You took off your clothes in the middle of the grass and like the fingers of the sun, the light held you in its grasp. You love the wind, you mumbled on a park bench. Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, you mumbled like a godsend. The peeling backwards of your skin and the slow open of your ribs made the sound of soft wings and crumpled shirt sleeves. Time caps a letter held in between and dropped from hands that now know things, all now slip from memory. Scattered in the weeds grown around the family tree where the tendency runs and almost gallops, your words crashing endlessly into a cluttered pipe dream where you took off your clothes because they had become unclean. All this preconceived blood on your sleeve and there are needles in your fever dreams. There are fables in these secret things. Pride open house screens, be straight as beauty sleeps. Petals fall as ant hills dream. Insect cities just out of reach. Put some clothes on, let's be friends. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's me, Gabby, the fucking alien. You know what the difference between my generation and the current generation is? We weren't pussies. To show you evidence of this, I present to you Creepy Crawlers. Creepy Crawlers, Creepy Crawlers, Creepy Crawlers.
You can make all kinds of lovely things like these with Mattel's wonderful thing maker. It makes creepy crawlers. You can make all kinds of bugs and snakes, dragons, worms and spiders. Look at that. Choose a mold, pour in the goop, heat it, and presto change You've got bugs. Squiggly, squirty Hot bugs. Hot steel. Molten plastic. And electricity. Charming lizard pins or spider rings. And that was an appropriate toy for young kids. After all their fun. Those were the days of the true way that are. Kids today, with their bicycle helmets, they know nothing about this. Nothing. They don't know how to live in a dangerous world. I weep for our future. Are you an evil supervillain in need of a nameless army? Then come on down to Nameless Henchman Warehouse. We are North America's leading supplier of nameless characterless thugs who all somehow know Kung Fu. Plus, since they're characterless, it doesn't matter when they die in battle, and that is the Nameless Henchman Warehouse guarantee. Do you need an army to storm a mystical castle? Do you need a henchman to steal pages from an ancient tome? Or do you just want to defeat those pesky Ninja Turtles once and for all? Then come on down to the Nameless Henchman Warehouse off of Route 9 in Maine next to the Chicory Dog. New Henchman Warehouse. We send bad guys to death. On the outside, they seemed like the perfect Hollywood couple. My name is John Johnson, but everyone here calls me Vicky. Andre the Giant, we hardly knew ye. What's up, y'all? Bill McNeil saying there's a party all up in here and you need to get with the flow. Oh, yeah, Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor's got the heavyweight power, but you got the E-Arch to rip it up to some fat booty beats. Or just chill with the honeys. So get on the rocket and see the stars. Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor. Damn! The Erotic Adventures of Hercules. Close it up, close it up, close it up. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. Now this is something the other tour guides will tell you. Seasons came and changed the time. The murder of Phil Hartman. Dig your own grave and save. Have you ever heard the expression, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, and then toss it in the face of the person who gave you the lemons until they give you the oranges you asked for in the first place? In this particular cell block, Machine Gun Kelly had what we call in the prison system a bitch. And one night, in a jealous rage, Kelly took a makeshift knife or shiv and cut out the bitch's eyes. Did somebody say sassy? This way to the cafeteria. Champ Howard, today we mourn a stooge. Bryn pointed the gun at Phil and fired three shots. I, I should want to cook him a simple meal, 
but I shouldn't want to cut into him, to tear the flesh, to wear the flesh, to be born unto new worlds where his flesh becomes my key. And as if this wasn't enough retribution for Kelly, the next day he and four other inmates took turns hissing into the bitch's ocular cavities. That's right! I never thought of that one! Oh, women! No, women! 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 Damn! Say women! 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 Moments later, Bryn picked up a second gun and lay down next to the body of her husband. She held the weapon to her own head and pulled the trigger. A picture you won't ever forget because it touches the full spectrum of the bizarre, the forbidden, the twilight areas of a life destined to be spent in shadow and agony. The screen may never again relate to this subject matter. It will certainly never again approach this treatment. Oh, you know all about them, huh? You don't even know their names. Now get them out of here. Look, Paul, why don't you just go on to bed or something? I promised to have them out of here first thing in the morning. I'm not taking them back on that road this time of night, do they? I don't want to be unreasonable. But you know what happens to you when you get around women. And it must never happen again. <gasps> it ain't gonna happen, Paul. I'm gonna go fix them something to eat, and I'll show them to the rooms. A child's world robbed of joy by a secret conspiracy of suspicion and fear, dwelling like a lodger in the mind, insinuating its presence into every heartbeat, holding a black light to the dreams of childhood, forcing the will into blind canyons of loneliness and despair, a stolen life, pawned to a godless oblivion. left to mourn, the last witnesses to the execution, suspended in time by a puppeteer with blood on his hands, little broken dolls that go on dancing after the music has stopped. Three. I'll be coming back. I'll be coming back for next week's episode. For next week's episode. You come back too. Or burn in hell for eternity. Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. I've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. 
And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. It's time, Bunny! This is a new intro because it's not Act 3, so I'm workshopping it. It's time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to casually saunter our way into finally and eventually getting around to discussing our all-natural, lemon-scented, extra-strength, low-fat, non-GMO, and now available without a prescription movie of the week. And this week, <coughs> we celebrate Halloween with a look at the 1986 film Trick or Treat, a.k.a. Ragman, which is a name I absolutely hate. Yes. With a passion. Um, so, 1980s heavy metal horror movie starring Skippy from the TV show Family Ties and featuring cameos from not yet sober Ozzy Osbourne yes. and noted anthropomorphic nutsack Gene, a, a Gene Chaim Witz Simmons. Yes. This is very much a cool jeans-wearing, cigarette-smoking, hairspray-abusing 1980s heavy metal movie. Uh, it has a... It, it has a big cult following from people who were jeans-wearing, cigarette-smoking, hairspray-abusing 80s heavy metal fans in the 80s. Yes. They look at this movie, it's, oh, it's like a time capsule. Back to my childhood, and it's like, okay, I understand that, but fucking Skippy? I saw this movie in the drive-in, and it sucked then, okay? Just to be clear, not that it's not fun, but this is not a good movie. It is not a good movie. But Skippy, though! Yes, starring Skippy in his breakout role, the role that made his career... Starring Skippy from Family Ties. Okay, so for the uh, all of you uh, whippersnappers out there, uh, Family Ties was a sitcom in the 80s that they uh, did a really good parody of in an episode of WandaVision. Yes. Uh, the I liked the concept, which is explained in the opening credits, and, and the concept is we used to be super fucking hippies, 
Now it's the 80s and we have normal jobs and a life in the suburbs. And like we've gone straight. Yes. Sort of. And so uh, I liked the show when it came out and I thought it was really funny. It just pissed me off then as it does now that Michael J. Fox made being far right cool for a large amount of people. Yes. I, un- I liked his concept that if you are born into a family of left-leaning former pot-smoking hippies from the 60s and you're going to rebel against your parents, yeah, you're going to become a fucking Reagan-loving far-right douchebag. Yeah. Who wears ties all the time. Like, I get that. Which was but... hysterically funny. But, but the problem is, is that, like... The, the right doesn't understand jokes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the people from the left thought Michael J. Fox's character was funny. The people from the right didn't realize it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And they took yeah. it seriously. Yeah. I get that. So Skippy was the nerd friend in Family Ties. Yes. Um, the actor is now a cable TV writer and producer. He works for Disney Channel and uh, the Game Show Network. Oh, good for him. Good for him. He's getting work. Good He's getting for him. Work. Yeah, exactly. He's working. He's still in the business. You never know when Skippy's going to... You, you can't hold Skippy down. I am. I, I, I'm glad you said that. I thought he was somewhere naked in a bush somewhere. No. Drinking but, a mad dog. But since we're and talking about shrubbery. No, but since we're talking about this, I'm gonna tie my wife into this slightly. Um, knowing that Skippy is now a successful cable TV writer and producer makes me happy. Um, it took a many years to watch episodes of Supernatural and not say, you know, that guy was booger in a sitcom in the 80s. <laughs> it took a long time for me not to be able to say that about What's-His-Nuts. Really? Um, also, I knew that he was. I don't know who you were trying to tell. I just, it, that's just a fact that I have to say. I feel that a lot of Supernatural fans are just know him as that character from Supernatural. Mm, not the older ones, the younger ones probably. The younger ones, yeah. But, um, oh, and then another fun fact about yeah. the whole thing that's going on with uh, Baldwin. Yes, Alec Baldwin shot and killed someone, but it's not really his fault. It, a lot of people, being... a lot of people on the far right are saying Alec Baldwin should go to prison, and it's like, wait a second. You think that that kid that killed three people during a Black Lives Rally, Black Lives Matter rally, shouldn't go to jail? But Alec Baldwin accidentally discharged a firearm, and now that he's a left-leaning actor, you're like, oh, throw him in jail and throw away the key. Yeah. It just pisses me off. The whole thing pisses me off. But what were you saying? Well, well, personally, I am, I am, I am staying neutral on this topic until we get all the fucking facts. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with you there. I've been reading a lot of Twitter threads, even including one from uh, an armorer who 
an arms armor, not for this specific film, but explained all of the safety pro protocols that they have, that they have to keep. Um, anyways, but the thing is, is that the actor who <clears throat> played Fun Boy, who ended up being the one who killed Brandon Lee, yeah. was also in Supernatural with Jensen Ackles, who is in Rust with Alec Baldwin. And just to tie that even further in, the Fun Boy character that he played in the movie was played by Ty Olson in the show, who played two different parts on Supernatural. You would have been really, everything goes back to Supernatural eventually. You would have been really good at um, seven, Kevin Bacon. Seven degrees. Seven <laughs> degrees of Kevin Bacon. Hold on, honey. I'm going to skip to near the end of my discussion to mention something funny. The director of this is Charles Martin Smith. He's also an actor, and you. He he has he he's like a character actor. He's had a bunch of small parts in a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, he was in American Graffiti, The Untouchables, Starman, X Files. He's one of those actors where yeah. it's like I say Charles Martin Smith. You have no idea who the fuck I'm talking about. No, but, but if you but you said American Graffiti, and I was like, God damn it, that was Toad. I thought it was Toad. Yeah. So like, if you Bing him and you see his face, you go, Yeah, it's that one guy. He was also in an episode of Leverage, which uh, my which is my wife's new obsession. Um, new? My my wife's recent obsession. It's kind of an ongoing. Charles thing. Martin Smith. Okay, so it's that guy. Oh, I've seen him in a yeah. bajillion different movies and. Uh, yeah, he, he was in an episode of Lavrage. Yeah, um, that's the episode where he's a banker. And I recently just watched that episode, actually. There you go. Boom. I knew you could you could uh, tie it all together. <coughs> yeah. Always. Oh, and Sykes? Yeah, he was he in an episode. He was the mayor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that one. He was the mayor. Yeah. He was no, also... Uh, I actually had a dream last night about... Uh, um, well, it featured Elliot Spencer from Leverage, played by Christian Kane, and I was telling Mal about it, um, and I said, it's weird, because I haven't watched Leverage in forever, and they laughed at me. <laughs> and I was like, two days is a long time for me. To My wife leverage. watches so much Leverage late at night that a large portion of my dreams now include high-concept heists. Nice. Oh no, I'm at school and I forgot to put on pants. I'll have to steal the pants back from the company that took them. <coughs> First, I'm gonna need, need a team. Johnson, you're on recon. <laughs> you um, son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah, no, I was uh, late to my plane and Elliot was escorting me because he had a bad feeling about it. And uh, apparently two of the airplane workers were after my laptop because I guess, for some reason, not even sure why, <coughs> I had an unreleased, brand new Britney Spears album on my laptop that is, like, the only source. And Honey, they were trying I'm, to go I'm for just going to tell you this now. If you have this unreleased Britney Spears record, don't play it backwards. No. Do not. And do not play it at midnight. So Elliot Spencer and I had to kick some ass to make sure that my laptop didn't get stolen. That album get out. Nice. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. It's just my brain does weird things. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I dig that. 
Anywho, I was never into heavy metal. Yeah. You know, that was my brother's thing. He was all the the jeans and the. the... I, I I wasn't into this. You know. Yeah. This weird kind of I don't know. But but if we're counting Led Zeppelin as heavy metal, if we're mm. counting Black Sabbath as heavy metal, that's yeah. a good point. Because that was just good always... and interesting music. But like <laughs> but like this is more hair bandish. Yeah. And I I I was not a hair band person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I wasn't know really... all the music because I was stuck in that time period. Yeah, I, I, I was never that much into heavy metal music growing up. To be clear, when this movie came out, I was only four years old. As far as any of you listening or watching this know, uh, <laughs> but I did, I, I did feel a small ting, a small ping of excitement. When I saw that one of his millions of uh, posters was Anthrax, yeah, I liked that. I was a big, uh, I, I, I was a big fan of Anthrax when I there. I had an Anthrax period. Yeah, their Among the Living album was awesome, especially when I learned that the song Among the Living is literally just them recounting the plot of Stephen King's The Stand. Really? Yeah. Yeah, their yeah their song "Among the Living," "Among the Living," "Follow Me or Die," like disease, disease, spreading the disease. Yeah, something, something, Captain Trips. Yeah, it, it's they literally just read the stand and said, "This would be a kick-ass metal song," and that's it. Cool. So, I liked Anthrax, but I but I I do love '80s heavy metal though. And let me tell you why. Um, all of these young, predominantly white kids used heavy metal to proclaim their masculinity. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what's up? I'm going to get drunk and take off my shirt and just party my ass. I am heterosexual. Man, let me just put on my leather jacket, my makeup do my hair, put on my lipstick, put on my studded bracelet, my studded necklace, and start moshing. And if you don't know what that is, it's a bunch of shirtless guys slamming their sweaty bodies together. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love being a heterosexual male. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, hetero heavy metal fans. Yeah, let me just take off my shirt and lick my guitar neck in a straight way. Yes. Totally 100% fine. I'm just saying that most people are gay and don't want to admit it to themselves. Cough, cough, Tom <laughs> But I, when I first saw the film, because I hadn't seen it before now, I saw bits and pieces of it on TV throughout the years, but that's about it. This is the first time that I sat down and watched it. But I, uh, the first half of the film, I was all excited for it because I thought they were doing a Rosemary's Baby with this in the sense that 
hey, maybe Skippy's just going fucking insane and he's killing people. Yeah. And maybe, um, you know, Sammy Kerr's vengeful spirit is just all in Skippy's head. But then, like, oh, it's time for the dance. And he, sh- it's like, oh, well, then, fuck. No, this isn't all in his head. This is a fucking ghost story. But yeah. it, this, this is another thing that I'd like to talk about when it comes to horror movies. I'm not thinking of anything in, in particular, but I think that this is something that happens in horror movies, and it happens here. And it's like, oh, they've arrested the ex-wife. And it's like, why did you do it? Why did you kill him? I didn't kill my ex-husband. It was a ghost. Yeah. The, the ghost of my mother is possessing this house, and she killed him. And it's like a likely story. You'll be seeing life for this murder. And then the ghost shows up, and the ghost starts killing people, and the ghost kills some cops. And the the ex-wife runs off, and then eventually, ah, I managed to defeat the ghost. Finally, everything is fine. You are still going to jail for the rest of your life, right? Oh, yeah. Fucking Skippy is going to fucking jail. Yes. Even though there's, like, a whole, like, like, gymnasium full of people who saw... Stacy Jacks come back to life and kill a bunch of people with his magic uh, guitar licks. And even though a policeman was like, holy shit, that's a dead fucking musician I saw on the news. Ozzy Osbourne was talking about how he's evil. Still, most people aren't going to believe that a dead musician came back to life as a ghost and killed people. Skippy's getting the chair. Yes. Oh, yeah. I would one day like to see a sequel to a horror movie actually show the logistics of these horror movies. You know? Well, that's why why I love the end of Baby Driver because Baby Driver went to fucking jail. Yeah. Yeah, that is very much a realistic look at it. Yeah. And I was like, you just never see this. Yeah. Because it's not just horror movies, it's like just about, you know, the Avengers get away with busting up an entire city. Yeah. You know? And there's no consequences for that, really. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we've finally defeated the ancient evil. Yeah, but eventually the police are going to come a-knocking and someone's going to jail. Yeah. And they're not going to believe that. I didn't kill these people. It was the vengeful ghost. And it's like, no, fuck off. Like, you're going to jail for a really long time. Any, any the... action movie yeah. as well. Yeah. A, a good chunk of romantic comedies. <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> <coughs> it, the 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 main problem that I had with this movie is that on the outside, yeah, it's a movie about young people and heavy metal and rock and roll will never die. But if you really think about what the plot of this movie is, what the evil is, how the evil came to be, I'm pretty sure that this script was written by Ronald Reagan, Jesse Helms, and Tipper fucking Gore. Yeah. Because this movie came out in the 80s, and it's about a heavy metal fan who plays a heavy metal record backwards. 
and summons the ghost of a dead musician who starts killing people. But we pretty much had the satanic panic going on right at the same time. Yeah, so this feels this feels like a heavy metal version of mazes and monsters. Yes. Yes it is. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Is that mazes and monsters Tom Hanks film about the evils of Dungeons and Dragons? That's this, but with heavy metal music. It kind of pissed me off. That like I can see heavy metal fans looking at this and going, "Oh man, this is incredible. This reminds me of my childhood." I love these bands and this type of music, and wow, this brings me right back to being picked on in the gym or whatever the fuck. But it's like, no, you don't get it. This is an anti-heavy metal movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. The movie tries to be... Yeah, your hero turns out to be everything that they have said he is. Yeah. So the movie tries to be like, uh, oh, hey, young people and heavy metal lovers. But in reality, this is a movie written by your mom. Yeah. Ridiculous. And also, you could never remake this movie today because it would be a 10-minute movie and Skippy would just shoot up the fucking school. Yes. He's got mad... This uh, was this was almost a month, but I could not dig up enough movies, you know. But that was something that I was considering for my month of October. Yeah. Just heavy metal horror movies, you know. So, but I only had this and Black Roses, mm, and then I, okay. I couldn't come up with with the other ones, like uh, yeah. Rock and Roll Nightmare had a German guy just talking over the movie in German. That That's weird. And I found this other film, which I really want to watch, because I have not seen it before. It's not that terribly old. I forget when it's from. It's a Japanese movie called Wild Zero. Hmm? Okay. And the plot is is that an uncle gives his adult nephew a ring and when he was in the presence of evil he could rub the ring and it would summon the heavy metal band Wild Zero and they would fight the evil. I already love this. That sounds like an awesome fucking movie. Yeah, it does. But I, 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 I don't even know if it works. But I had to grab like a separate subtitle track. Yeah. And I don't even know if it works. And I had no idea, even if it did work, how the hell I would get it to you. <clears throat> yeah, I you get know? that. So these are the things that stopped this October from being. Heavy metal horror movie October. We went with the westerns instead, and I still think the westerns was a damn good October. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, Mal has been binge watching A Good Place, and every time that I see Derek, the character of Derek, I'm like, oh man, he was amazing in El Topo. <laughs> He was incredible in that. I forgot to mention something. The director of 
Trick or Treat, Charles Martin Smith. He still directs to this day. He directed the kids' movie Dolphin's Tale and Dolphin's Tale 2 and A Dog's Way Home. Oh. Fuck. He He was the little tiny piece of cheese guy? Yeah, he was the dog gets taken by the homeless guy, and the homeless guy dies, so the dog is attached to the corpse yes. for days. Yeah, the guy who directed that also directed fucking Trick or Treat. <laughs> That's a fucking trip right there is what that is. Yeah. And again, like I said earlier, for a, a rock and roll horror movie... There was an amazing lack of music. And then, like, okay, so you would think if you're making a, a, a heavy metal horror movie, okay, get Scorpion, get Wasp, get Stinger, get uh, Motley Crue, get Judas Priest, get, like, you can have an insanely wonderful soundtrack, but most of the music was done by some British heavy metal band I've never fucking heard of before. Well, and like he gets invited to a pool party, a pool party, party. This party in this word, he was invited to a pool party. Gets there, everybody's swimming and jumping in the pool. No fucking music. Yeah. No music at a party. And then, and then this is something that happens in '80s movies where it's like, I'm sorry. "Hey, you weirdo! You need to get out of this party here. We're gonna fill you with a massive weight and throw you in this pool in an attempt to end your life." And then later that night, he's like, "Those guys are always bullying me." No, that was attempted murder. You fucking yeah. dumbass! They literally tried to fucking kill you. This isn't a, gee whiz, one of these days I'm gonna stick up to those guys. They tried to fucking kill you, Skippy. Piss me off. Goddamn. I'm upset about this. That deeply upset me. Yeah. Haven't done a lot of 80s movies. So this movie was released by D.E.G., the De Laurentiis Entertainment <coughs> Group. Dino yes. De Laurentiis. Uh, his company, DEG, also released Maximum Overdrive, King Kong Lives, Pumpkinhead, Tapeheads, and Earth Girls Are Easy, uh, among others. Yes. So uh, I'm assuming <coughs> that the De Laurentiis Entertainment Group was just... cocaine. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And definitely following the Roger Corman filmmaking model. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, the De Laurentiis Entertainment Group went bankrupt just as they were in pre-production on their biggest film to date. Patrick Swayze stars in Total Recall. Really? Yeah, yeah. 
Patrick well, they Swayze. Also, they also did the Evil Dead movies. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Zero uh, <coughs> Rentis two? Entertainment Group released Evil Dead 2. And then after the De Laurentiis Entertainment Group went bankrupt for a while, the entire DEG library was sold to an entertainment company named Paravision in 1989, and Paravision was a subsidy of L'Oreal Cosmetics. So, okay. to be clear, there's a lot of Evil Dead fans out there, but no one's talking about the fact that for a time... Maybelline owned Evil Dead 2. Nice. I think that's something that more people should be talking about. Yeah. Fucking Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe it's the undead. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <coughs> Skippy the Ragman. Skippy the Ragman. That's my, if I ever really get into Dungeons and Dragons, that's my character name. Yeah. Skippy the Ragman. I'm a traveling bard and part-time <coughs> part amateur proctologist. Yes. That's my character. Figured it out. So that's all I've got for this week's movie. You got anything else, Bunny? Uh... If if you accept that it's a bad movie and it's really stupid, it is fun. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, fun watch if you can if you can ignore or embrace a lot of the stupidity that you're seeing. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I'm like, this is a pretty bad movie. I this is this is pretty bad. This is pretty shit. But by the time I'm watching it a second time or a third time, I'm like, okay, this is dumb fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it 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 was dumb, but in a really fun way. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, that's really all I have about to say about it. I think. <clears throat> okay. I remember well, his let... mom was really big at the time. She did a lot of fucking game shows and shit. She was in Motel Hell. <clears throat> was she in Motel Hell? Yes, I haven't seen that in forever. And I thought about doing it next week because uh, you're doing a Halloween movie and I'm doing a Halloween movie. And so I was trying to figure out what movie to do. And at first I was thinking Halloween 3, but I am really fucking Halloweened out. Yeah. So I didn't want to do that. And then I thought about doing Motel Hell, but like I wanted to see a dumb horror type movie. I didn't want to see what is essentially a horror comedy. Yeah. But not really a horror film, and I feel that that's what Motel Hell is. And I thought, well, maybe I just need to look outside the box. Maybe I need to find something different. So, we're watching a movie on YouTube, and I'm super excited. Okay. It is in Spanish with English subtitles. So you need to put the subtitles on for this. I'm super excited that I found one of these movies with English subtitles. Next week, we are watching the 1970 film in English, Santo and Blue Demon versus the Monsters. 
Oh, also okay. known as Santo y Blue Demon versus Los Monstruosos. I fucking think. But I found it with English subtitles on YouTube, and it's in high quality. So next week, Santo and Blue Demon versus the monsters, and it's got all of them. It's got the mummy, it's got Frankenstein. It might have a blackula, I don't remember, but I haven't seen it in the longest time, and I never saw it in a way that I could understand it. But didn't we do that on the show previous? I mean, not we, with the subtitles. No, yeah, subtitles. We we did uh, El Santo versus the Martians. Oh, okay. It, verse, it, El Santo and the Invaders from Mars is what it was called, and we didn't. We I couldn't find it in English, but we just watched it, and it was a bunch of fun, and I really dug that. Yeah. But, yeah, we're doing another Santo movie, but this one's in color. It's in the 70s. I think El Santo's pushing, like, 50 in this, so he is getting older. Okay. So it's a different part in Santo's life. And plus, we got Blue Demon in this, his uh, arch rival slash best friend. Yes. I think this is the movie where they're there in, like, in like sport coats playing chess together. You know, really? while, while sipping a drink, just playing chess with their freaking masks on. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to do another El Santo movie. Okay, cool. That sounds so, like fun. Yes. So next week, I'll send you the link uh, as soon as we're off. Uh, so next week, we're doing a 1970 El Santo movie, which I'm really excited about. Also next week, we're going to be discussing uh, Shang-Chi some more and... Uh, we, I will be watching the new Dune movie, which everyone says, oh my god, it's the best. Uh, and I may or may not drive an insane um, a way away to see another film, but uh, yeah, but that's next week. So join us next week uh, for, for more of the Pope on film. But now I'm looking back at this one. Uh, shorter show, new format, uh, Halloween Kills, Run... Ron's Gone Wrong, Professional Dogfighting, uh, The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, The Ragman, and how heavy metal music is so heterosexual. I gotta say, I think that this has been a pretty good new episode of the podcast. This has I, been a damn good episode. Okay, good. I, I felt the same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes. I feel like you were the person who makes that distinction and not me, so I, you know, I didn't want to... I didn't want to intrude on what is usually your job, but yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Natasha and Maxwell and Eleanor and Mal and everyone else, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Hey, you do chocolate the poopy cuts? I mean, litter bugs. Litter bugs are creatures. <coughs> yes, Eleanor? And your kitties. And your kitties, nice. Skinny pop a do wow, cut and print. And cut out cookies. Nice. I five, Eleanor. There you go. Cut and print.